You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 19. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello there, and thank you for tuning in today. I got to tell you, I'm super excited about this topic. I may even feel a little giddy about this because this topic is one that we talk quite a bit about while we're coaching, and I'm really excited to share some key tools with you to begin to master the art of following through. And the title, The Art of Follow Through, is very intentional. The art, the follow, and the through. And I want to start with what I mean by the follow through piece. So those are two key words. And the first is follow. So I want you to keep this word in mind. And there are a lot of definitions of follow. I looked them up. And the one I want you to focus in on is really the creative idea of the game we used to play when we were little, follow the leader. And you are the leader and you are the follower. (laughs) So I want to know, did you play that game, follow the leader when you were little? I did. And I loved it. And I was just getting excited thinking about it and the way that we would play it is that we would line, you know, five or six of us up in the yard or in the basement, wherever we were. And what we would do is the leader would start and they would start moving and zigzagging. And everyone behind the leader would have to stay close enough that they would be able to reach out and touch the person in front of them at any given point in time. And you're not too close that you would actually bump in to the person who is in front of you. So the key was to follow the person who was in front of you and to pay attention as they were zigging and zagging so that when the person in the very front would stop abruptly, that we wouldn't all domino into each other. And of course it was fun. If you did that, we would all giggle and laugh. And if you were able to not bump into the person in front of you, but also be able to reach out and touch them, then you would be able to stay in the game. But if you bumped in or if you were too far away, then you would be out. And we would continue to play and zigzag and and practice agility and focus and movement in a really fun way. And we were also following and focusing in on the person in front of you. And the better you could do that, the longer you could stay in the game. So I like that idea of following what is right in front of you. So I want you to keep that concept in mind. And then how are we following through? The through piece is like going from one particular point to another to start on one side and then come out the other side. And you can even think about that as one of those fun slides you go through. And in this case, we're talking about a specific result. You start on one end, one place, and then when you come out the other side, you have achieved a specific result. Now, that result I would like for you to keep in mind can be subjective or it can be objective. When you're going through the tunnel, when you're following step by step, when you get to the end, it could be something that's subjective, like improving your energy levels or creating a stronger relationship with your spouse or a client or a colleague, or it could be objective, like losing a specific amount of weight or getting a degree or making a certain amount of dollars. So as you go through, the idea is that when you reach the end, that there is something specific, even if it's subjective, that you can point at. And so when we put those two definitions together of following and through, there's an art to it. (laughs) There's a creative element of paying attention in the follow. And then there's also this piece of science to it where we're like, okay, there are certain things that I need to do to get through. 
And so the art of follow through and those three words are extremely purposeful. When we think about an art, it is really about the skill of combining the steps that we need to follow and doing them in a specific order as we can, so that we can get through to a result and there is an art to it. So we're gonna talk about how to practice that art of following through. And this is really important because we know that at first, when we want to create or achieve something, it feels a little bit like that game. It's fun, we're excited, and we have a certain level of motivation around it. And after a few weeks or days, or maybe even just a few practice sessions, it can be a little tedious and not so fun anymore. And knowing the art of following through at that point is really important because so often when I'm working with people, they're following through, they're eating right, they're going through their morning routines, they're creating space in their day, or they're making their sales calls. They're not through the process and they're tired of it. The scale isn't moving fast enough. They haven't noticed a significant increase in their energy levels or they haven't made any of the sales. And being in the through piece can be really frustrating. We've got our eye on the result and, and the journey through can seem really long. And this is important to recognize because this can be the catalyst for getting out of the game or for giving up. And that is the most common way that we don't get our results. That's when we end up thinking, you know what, this is not worth it. This is taking way too long. I'm not doing it right. Or this is taking too much energy. I'm out of here. And so I want to share three tools with you that I believe you absolutely need to continue the follow to continue moving through and to continue practicing and knowing that it is an art. So you know that I love words and that I love to use alliteration and I've done that here as well. I've, I've done it maybe obnoxiously so, but I'm gonna stay with it anyway because the idea here is that you get to listen once and then remember it and be able to use this information without having to reference back. So here it is. Here are the three tools for the art of follow through. They are number one, plan it with the emphasis on the word it. Number two, plan it <laughs> with the emphasis on plan and then plan on it with the emphasis on on, plan on it. So I'm going to go through each one of those and start with plan it. And it is the result. It's what you're going to find at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the follow through. It is your result. And as I said earlier, it can be subjective or objective. And the first key here is that you get to be really detailed on this. And I know that this idea is not new to you. You know that you have to know where you are going in order to plan how to get there. Smart goals have been around since the 80s. And oftentimes when I talk to people, they say, I want to feel better. I want to get healthier. I want to have a better relationship. I want to be less stressed. And those are all good starting points. And I want you to notice what is going on here. When someone says healthier, better, less stressed, more connected, basically we are in comparison to what currently is. And so that's great. And I want you to be specific. So I'd like to ask people to apply a number to get specific. So that could be in terms of wellness. Again, it could be a measurement like your weight or your blood pressure or your body composition, or it can be a pain level. Maybe your current knee pain or hip pain or back pain is a seven out of 10 and you want for it to be a four, or maybe you want for it to be a zero. So it depends on your situation and it depends on your health and your wellness and your parameters and you get to be specific. 
Or if it's outside of the wellness realm, maybe it's you want to have a book written or you want to have a certain number of sales. And again, regardless of whether it is objective or subjective, I want for you to have a number around it. So your it needs to be very specific. Don't just leave it in terms of comparison, but give it a number. And then once you know exactly what the result is, then you get to be clear on the actions that you want to take to create that specific result. And here is where you get to be aware of the difference between massive action and passive action. <laughs> and one of the things that we talk about in the Healthy Leader Inner Circle is the difference between motion or passive action or movement and then massive action. And the key here is that massive action is action that you take that is geared specifically towards your result. Whereas passive action or motion can feel like action, but it's really not getting you any closer to your goal. Passive action is a lot about thinking or researching or doing things that may seem useful, but they aren't. They're not moving you towards your result. An example of passive action is cleaning off your desk or researching different diets or thinking about time management or researching different time management tools. I like to call this professional procrastination. We're moving, we're reading, we're researching, we're planning, we're learning, and many times we are overthinking. And the reason that we do this is because we want to be prepared. We want to be efficient and we also want to feel comfortable about our action. So we do that research, we think about it, and we spend a lot of time in motion or in passive action when in reality, you most likely know exactly what it is that you need to do. You just need to decide to do it, <laughs> to come up with a plan, with a massive action plan. And one of the ways we get to what your massive action is, is we ask a very general question. I like to ask people, start off by just telling me a general story of how you got it done. How'd you lose the weight? How did you reach that financial goal? How were you able to create and follow through on a succession plan so quickly? How did you save your marriage? So ask yourself that question in general and come up with an answer and start broad. Use the framework of, I created a plan and I stuck to it consistently. So that sounds like I ate helpfully and I went to the gym every day. I set a budget and I stuck to it. I hired a lawyer and I did what they said. I cut out my work hours and spent more time with my spouse. So really dumb it down, if you will, to get the general idea and then take it one step further. I cut out sugar. I figured out my current budget. I interviewed three lawyers and keep doing that until you have all of the action steps that are necessary. And once you have all those action steps, then go back and make sure that they are necessary. So we go into detail into exactly how to do this in the inner circle. And the bottom line is to pay attention and discern between that passive action and then the actual steps you need to take to get the result. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to research or read or learn, but use that action and connect it to a massive action. So for example, researching diets in general are not going to help you deciding exactly what you will eat and coming up with a menu will. Or reading a book on investments isn't gonna make you money, but outlining the steps from the book and implementing them will. And so that brings us to the second key to the art of following through, and that is the 
plan it part with the emphasis on the plan. And your plan absolutely 100% has to go in your calendar. I do not care what kind of calendar you use, but the steps need to go in it. So when you plan it, my recommendation is that you have time every single day in your calendar to focus on your result, no matter what it is. Now, if it's wellness related, for sure, it's a daily thing because every day you're going to eat and sleep and move. So maybe you will walk at lunch every day or you are going to have two meals a day or you're gonna sleep eight hours. And those daily appointments, hands down, they go in your calendar first and foremost. And as a side note here, no matter what result I am helping somebody with, we always start with that wellness piece. Because when you fuel, rest, and move your body, when you take care of yourself, you are more likely to feel better, have more energy, and to follow through on those other action steps. Now, if you have a different result in addition to your wellness and well-being, like writing a book or making a certain amount of money or working on a relationship, then you can block those times a little bit differently. And I still recommend every day that you have time in your calendar at the very least to review the result and what you are focused on. Now you might block your time differently. So for instance, you may have a date night once a week or you're gonna plan three hours on Friday to go through your finances or your bills or your investments or whatever. Or maybe you're gonna write for every two hours on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. But every day I want you to at least read and review the result that you are focusing in on so that we keep it fresh. And the key is to get specific as you're planning your massive action in those time periods. So what I mean by that is we wouldn't just have Friday finances at 2 p.m., but we would also have pay all bills and set a budget. For date night, your note might be that you're going to wear something really nice, a reminder to keep your phone in your purse or in your pocket the whole time and to not interrupt. And for the writing, you're going to have that you're going to write 1,500 words per session. That means that you have those notes in your calendar. <laughs> and I know that that can seem like it's a little much, but the thing is, is that you have it set up and all you have to do is follow it. You just have to do what's written on your calendar. And this is so important because we forget. Even the things that are really important to us, we live in a world that there are so many things, important things vying for our attention, that it's imperative to have the action and the details of it in our calendars. Now, the warning here is to not get bogged down in the type of calendar to use. Every single online calendar has a place for notes. Put it in there. So, so far we have plan it, meaning that you are focusing your actions so that each step, each follow through is purposefully pointed towards a specific result. And then two, that those are in your calendar, that they are planned specifically. And then the third key is a mental tool and I'm calling it plan on it, as in plan on not wanting to follow through. When you look at your calendar, and it tells you that it's time to stop working and for you to go get ready for your date with your partner. And I got this example from someone I was working with who was telling me that their relationship had gone a little stale and that they were used to just kind of plopping down on the couch at the end of the day and getting takeout. And she knew that going out and having a date night would be really good for their relationship. And in the past, when she had planned to do it, she just let it slip by. Why? Because it was much easier much more comfortable to do the same old routine. 
And she said that when her alarm went off and it was time for her to go get ready and put on something nice, it was totally the last thing that she wanted to do. And her brain would say, you know what? You've had a long day today. You didn't know that this thing was going to be coming up. You can do this another time. You can do it over the weekend. You know what? He probably doesn't really want to do it either. He won't care. And all of this mind chatter would start. And I told her, and I want you to know, that that's totally normal because our brains are designed to stay comfortable. It is always going to try and convince you to stay comfortable when you are trying to level up. It will tell you to eat the comfort food, to have the drink, to put off your plan until a later date. And now you'll be ready for it. <laughs> and that is why this third tool is plan on it. Now on is an adverb in this case, and its definition is due to take place as planned. <laughs> and I like this because it can refer to both the resistance that your brain's gonna provide and also how you're gonna be on it, how you are going to handle that resistance. You're ready for it, and when it shows up, you can be like, oh, hi, there you are. You are right on time. I was totally expecting you. Now, I know that this sounds a little strange, but when you are expecting this resistance, it not only has less power over you, but it almost becomes kind of an old friend of sorts. It's like that distant relative or friend that you don't necessarily love to hang out with and maybe you don't even really like them, but you tolerate them, you plan for them, you get ready for them, and you know that they're gonna be a part of it. And that's what this planning on it is like. You're gonna notice it, you know exactly when they're gonna be there because it's on your calendar, it's exactly when you made your plan. So you notice that they are there, you notice that there's this urge to not follow through, to not do what you planned. So that's the first part of being on it. You just notice it and you're ready for it. And then the second piece is to follow. You follow your lead. You follow the exact steps that are outlined in your calendar. You look down, you read your steps, you simply turn your focus away from that relative, away from that urge, and do the thing that is right in front of you. You play, follow the leader. You shift to what is written down, nothing more and nothing less. Now, this is a meta skill. It is the ability for you to be aware of what you are thinking and how you are feeling and to, at a specific point in time, practice focusing. You're practicing using your brain on purpose to shift away from those thoughts of not taking your right action and focusing in on what it is that you want to do. Now, there are a lot of tips and tricks for this specific moment in time, and the most important aspect of this is for you to recognize the moment that it exists. And that's why it's so important to plan it and to plan it, <laughs> because this is where you get to practice the art of following through. Now, there are a lot of tips and tricks that you can use for this particular moment. We hear about reward systems or working for a certain amount of time and then taking a break. And Mel Robbins has a great tip that I share with clients, which is the 54321 go technique. And basically that is as, as soon as it's time to do something, you get to that point on your calendar and then you notice the resistance. You start to notice that brain chatter. You shut it off and you go five, four, three, two, one, go. And you follow through on your action no matter what. And there are lots of other tips and tricks for that moment as well. And the bottom line is that no matter what tip or trick you are using, 
what we are doing here is practicing the art of following through. All right, there's one other piece of being on it, and that is to stay on it over and over again until you are through that one task that's on your calendar. See it all the way through to the completed budget, to all of the bills paid, to listening and focusing the other person until the dinner is over, to writing until the 1,500 words are down on the paper, and knowing that during that time frame, you may have to practice following through and shifting your brain over and over again. Now, the chances are that once you get started, then it will be easier to continue to follow through. And I also want you to be aware that as you are going through your budget and the writing and focusing, that your brain will still tempt you to do something else, to go another way. So plan to be on it all the way through until you are done with that time frame that is on your calendar, until you have reached the result that is on your calendar. So for review, plan it. Plan the result that you want and make sure it has a number next to it. And you know all of the massive action steps you need to take to achieve it. And then two, plan them right on your calendar in detail. Put it on your calendar. And then three, when you come to that point in time, you get to plan to be on it. Because you're on it. You are ready for the resistance and you are ready to move through it, to practice the art of follow through. This is the magical moment you have identified on your calendar. This is where you choose to use your brain and to follow through. And if you prepared yourself ahead of time, if you have been diligent in your planning and you know that this step at this moment in time will lead you to your result and you're aware that your brain's gonna resist, then you already have all of that on your side when this critical moment presents itself, it makes the art of follow through a little bit easier. So thank you so much for your time today, for being willing to practice and to play with me and to practice the art of following through. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I would sincerely love for you to leave a review and go forth and practice the art of follow through. Create an amazing day and an amazing life, creating the results with the practice of follow through. Hey there, if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources. And make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not .com, and I will see you there.